Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we are continuing our draft profile series with number two. Well, the second player, I guess, not number two. You know, yeah. Who, where, where will he end up on our big board? We don't know. But Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. Uh, very exciting player, Jerry. Yes, he is. He's a three-star recruit out of Atlanta, Georgia. Willis originally accepted an offer from Virginia Tech to play defensive back after transferring his senior year of high school and guiding his team to the state championship Auburn offered him a scholarship that would allow him to play quarterback. So he rescinded his uh, offer to Virginia Tech and signed with uh, the Auburn Tigers. After barely seeing the field his freshman and sophomore year, and not even in the discussion to start in 2019, Willis transferred to Liberty. There he led the Flames to an 8-5 record and a bowl win over Coastal Carolina in his junior year. He had great stats, but he did regress statistically in a senior season, but led the Flames to a 10-1 record and another bowl win. And yes, the Liberty's mascot is the Flames because I kept saying Flames while going over this, and it kept cracking me up. <laughs> the Flames? <laughs> <laughs> like the Heat or something like that? Yeah, yeah it's just a weird like name. Yeah, not great. Uh Malik Willis is 6'1", 215, so he's on the smaller side, mm-hmm. you know, when you think of quarterbacks, um, you know, particularly. Mobile, running type of mobile, quarterbacks. Mobile, really, uh, you know, um, successful in college quarterbacks. But, um, yeah, you mentioned he's, he regressed to, 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 uh, statistically <laughs> in 2021 versus 2020, and that is true in some ways. Um I'm not going to really talk about his Auburn stats, because like you said, he didn't really start. But in 2020 and at Liberty, uh, 64 percentage completion, uh, 2,200 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 944 rushing yards, and 14 touchdowns. So he's got that component. Uh, when you look at 2021, uh, completion center is down to uh, 61%. More passing yards at 2,800. More passing touchdowns, 27 uh, more interceptions, unfortunately, double the interceptions at 12, mm-hmm. and a little less rushing yards, 878, with 13 touchdowns around the 14. So he regressed statistically in some cases, improved in others. Um, you know, total touchdowns and improvement, total turnovers probably, you know, worse. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people kind of expected him after his you know, junior year to kind of take that step up. And he didn't take Mm -hmm. that step up. He was on that top quarterback watch list. And unfortunately with him doubling his interceptions, and again, this is against lower tier. This isn't the Mm -hmm. SEC he's playing against. You know, he dropped in a lot of people's eyes. He's, he drops, you know, though, why did you not get better? A lot better. You know, why did you not only have an, extra interception or so with those 27 touchdowns. Why did all that happen? That being said, I mean, his stats are nice. And he's, you said he's not that big, 6'1", 215. Mm-hmm. I, I see a I'm lot talk, of... And I think the weight mainly is is where I'm going there. Well, like, he's, he's real skinny. Uh, now, the other, I saw some people compare him to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, 6'2", 212. So he's actually okay. a smaller build than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 
I personally don't think he runs as well as Lamar Jackson. I think he runs right. well, but I don't think that well. Lamar Jackson is f- really fast. I think Malik Willis is really quick. Mm-hmm. Right? But doesn't have the, the top end sprinter's speed, yeah. speed. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I saw the exact same thing. I didn't write that in our little thing, but I saw the exact th- same thing. So let's go quickly over some pros and cons, and then I'll kind of do some of my comps that I thought, and I'll let you kind of okay. go from there. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the pros. Everything I've read about him is he's a great leader. And he's going to the Senior Bowl this year, and I've read some people say whoever is around the Senior Bowl, expect him to fall in love with him because he just he's just a great leader. He leads by example, and people love him. And that's a great yeah. thing for a quarterback. Uh, great arm yeah, strength. very important. Yeah. <laughs> great arm <laughs> strength. Uh, if you watch any of his YouTube highlights and stuff, every ball is deep. It's just so deep. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say that um, there was a report today from the Senior Bowl, and the guy was saying that he, nobody has the velocity on their ball that he does. Like, it's nobody else there is anywhere mm-hmm. close. So he's, he's got a cannon. And, and that's my next thing is accurate on his deep balls. Mm-hmm. Again, all the passes were just drops in the bucket. Yes, his, yep. his receivers were, you know, two, three yards away from the defenders. But he caught them in stride, dropping it in their hands. It was It's very impressive. Something that the Panthers have not had for a long time since Cam Newton, you know, got that shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, Athletic, won't go down by arm tackles, going to be in the pocket, you know, the finners try to grab him, he's not going to go down typically. And running the ball, same thing, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, he's he's really elusive, I I wouldn't say that he's like, you know, Cam Newton or Ben Mm -hmm. Roethlisberger, Josh Allen type of, of, you know, breaking away from tackles in the pocket, he just sort of slips out of them. Yeah. You know, and... Um, and he does, he's really good in the pocket, uh, or good at evading pressure in the pocket, I should say. Yeah. And, and another thing he's good at when evading the pocket is he can throw on the run. Yeah. He, he runs the ball well and he can throw on the run. He, I saw multiple throws where he was outside the pocket running for his life and being able to make the nice throw deep mm-hmm. again. This offense at Liberty seemed like they only wanted to go deep most of the time that I saw. Yeah, and when we get into the cons, I think that's one of the ones that you have to look at is you don't really know how he reads the field. We'll mm-hmm. say that. Like he um, seemed to me when I watched tape, it was first read, this not there, run. Now, was that him not feeling comfortable going through his progressions, or was that Liberty's offense, which you've got this, you know, incredible weapon at quarterback that can outrun and run past pretty much all the level of competition you're facing? Do you just say, hey, if it's not there, go. If it is there, throw it deep? Because mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of over the middle stuff from him. Um, what I did see, some of it wasn't extremely accurate. But going downfield, like you mentioned, you know he's very accurate going downfield. He throws a really, really good deep ball. But the intermediate stuff, you know, 
not great. And that's why he was, you know, in college at that level of competition, a 60% passer. Yeah. One thing I saw, I I saw the same things. I saw a lot of articles about talking about how he doesn't go through progressions. There are times Mm -hmm. where I saw him stay in the pocket and he go through his progressions. Mm -hmm. I saw multiple times where there, but again, it's the offense that I think he was reading. This is something that the NFL coaches are going to have to talk to him about. They're going to have to watch more tape than I can. They're going to have to watch his eyes. But it seemed like he was going through the progressions, but a lot of the, the plays called for one, two, I'm out. I'm running. Because it, you're you're in the FBS. You're you're in the lower tier mm-hmm. bowl. Malik Wilson's a, a, a Division One talent physically. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, he's an NFL physical talent. Yeah. So, I mean, again, he didn't play defensive back in high school, but, you know, Virginia Tech already offered him a scholarship to play because he was such right. a physical talent. So that would be so, something. So, uh, a f- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, gonna I say- was just going to say a few more. <laughs> Come on. We never do this. Uh, we should we should start a podcast one day, you know, maybe get better at that. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's just something that the coaches are really going to have to pay attention to. Talk to them. Uh, go to like the Jay Gruden camp where they would draw boards, say, like, where's your progressions at? You know, yeah. that's something I think also he could learn to better than in college. Of course. Of course. He's still very young. I mean, he, and he's raw. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of his game is raw, which is kind of another con. But um, he does get a little happy feet in the pocket, which, again, I think is he knows if that first – Reed's not there. He's going to go most of the time. Now, you know, of course, you can you can see examples of him going through progression, like you said. Um, so I think that that is, you know, something he could learn to do more of in the NFL. Of course, with the Panthers, that he might not have the time to go through his progressions, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, we have mentioned here, here in our cons, you know, always looking for the home run ball instead of settling on a completion. I, I I'd, Yes, I agree with that, and I think – a lot of that was probably style, like the yeah. style of Liberty, their, the style of their offense. But one thing that I think is on Malik Willis, he often waits for a receiver to get open before he throws the ball. Mm-hmm. He doesn't He doesn't anticipate, uh, at least from just watching film, I did not watch any Liberty games live this what? season. Shocking. <laughs> um, but just from looking at tape and reading and you know, kind of doing as much research as I could on him, um, it, it seems like he has a bit of an issue reading like a zone defense, um, going through, on, on the middle of the field, passing on the middle of the field. Uh, and I think a lot of that is just when you're going downfield, you just, you're throwing the ball, you yeah. know, you know where you're throwing the ball. Um, so he needs to get a little quicker at that and, you know, learn to trust his receiver essentially is going to be at the spot again, level of competition, level of his teammates. Maybe he didn't trust that. But that is a con. Yeah, he needs to learn how to throw his receivers open. That is actually one of the, my cons on him because a lot of times, especially in the NFL, those windows are a lot tighter than they are that mm-hmm. he's going to see. In a lot of the tape I saw, his deep throws, the receiver had like two, three yards, even more, where the receiver mm-hmm. had to, all the time. DJ Moore's not going to get that in the NFL. He's going to be playing Marshawn Lattimore. He's going to be playing, you know, the top tier, you know, defensive backs in the league. So 
He's going to have to learn that those windows aren't there. He's going to have to anticipate when they get open to throw it before they actually get open. And that's not to say that he can't or he lacks the no, capacity no, no. to do that. There's a lot of quarterbacks that come in the league with that problem. You know, yeah. I think Josh Allen had a lot of the same problems, honestly, that I see out of Malik Willis, Josh Allen had. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen has worked and eliminated a great deal of those and improved all of them. So now, did you certainly the, the possibility is there. Did, did I tell you my comp? My uh, no, was that was it Josh Allen? <laughs> it was Josh Allen and Cam yeah. Newton because they both had the same mm-hmm. issue with that not setting their feet, always throwing on the back foot. You know, mm-hmm. kind of very similar. You know, coming out of college issues. You know, and both of them kind of progressed. Granted, Cam Newton didn't progress as well as Josh Allen in the throwing. In terms of throwing the ball, yeah. yeah. So that was my comp to his quarterback. passing abilities. Now, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people compared him to more Lamar Jackson. I don't see that. I don't see him being that dynamic. But I was thinking more of a Colin Kaepernick was a good situation where he's not fat, like topped in speed, Mm -hmm. but he was quick, he was elusive, and he could make some big plays. And I think that would be more, maybe Colin Kaepernick had more of it, but Malik Wills could do that. Yeah. So that's I hadn't thought of Colin Kaepernick. That's that's not a bad one. I think Kaepernick's a bigger guy, yes. but I think in terms of the running ability, especially, I think is is pretty similar. I think that's a good one. Um, but yeah, what I saw from Malik Willis is able to you know fly through the line, outrun everybody, mm-hmm. and then get caught about fifteen to twenty yards later on by one of the DBs. So I don't I don't know that he's ever the fastest guy on the field. I think he's the quickest guy on the field in terms of being able to get loose and get gone. Um, so mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll be able to replicate that in the NFL, I believe. But yeah, that that top end speed. And guys are a lot faster in the NFL than they are <laughs> in you know uh, whoever Liberty was playing. All these I saw the Mean Green was one of their opponents. But uh, yeah, I mean he's gonna have to adapt. He's gonna have to learn how to how to read his progressions, throw over the middle, especially if he's with the Panthers or a team like that that likes to throw to the running back. That's where all of Christian McCaffrey's catches are out, yeah. outside of the screen passes is right over the middle. So you're going to want to utilize that weapon. Yeah. If he's healthy. Yeah, right. <laughs> for the for weeks one through three, you are going to want to utilize that weapon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that brings up kind of my, my thought here is if we – hypothetically drafting Malik mm-hmm. Willis, that would be such a fun, dangerous type of scheme mm-hmm. to draw up with, you know, Christian McCaffrey, read option in RPO. And then you have DJ Moore, hopefully Robbie Anderson can find his hands because he left them in the off, you know, last season. Right. So, you know, that would be kind of something fun to watch and at least give the defense kind of confuse them a little bit because, you know, this the quarterback can bust off a 20 yard run anytime. So it's either going to be fun to watch or it's quickly going to get frustrating to to watch yeah. with this coaching staff, because that's sort of where my head is at with Malik Willis is I think he has the highest ceiling probably of any of the quarterbacks we're going to talk about, but I think he also may have the lowest floor. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, yeah, and I think he is maybe not the least ready to play now of the guys we're going to talk about, but I don't think he's ready to play now. I, I agree. I don't think yeah. you could you should trot Malik Willis out week one unless he just shines in camp and you're just like, I can't keep this guy. I mean, Russell Wilson was a third round pick who was not projected to start, but he just shined in camp so much that they were like, we can't keep him off, you know? And if he does something like that, you play him. That being said, I feel like he's a boomer bust talent Mm -hmm. that you're going to have to nurture into the NFL. I don't think tossing him out there right away is the right route for him. And do you trust Matt Rule to be a, be that nurturer? To be the guy that brings him along slowly, doesn't get impatient, doesn't, you know, quickly decide to either yank the starter and put in Malik and then yank Malik and put back in the starter. I, I think Matt Rule might be the worst coach. Or, or throw him under the bus after the press, press exactly. conference. Yeah. I mean, we saw, you know, when he had a weapon like Cam Newton, he wanted to play him until he made a mistake, and then he pulled him out, but then he wanted to still play him because he's such a weapon, but he's not the best thrower. I I don't see this as a fit here at all with Matt Rule. I, I like Malik Willis a lot, and I would love to see him out, you know, doing his thing, but I don't think Matt Rule is a good fit at all. With that being said, though, will any rookie quarterback be a good fit? Because, you know, he's going to do that to all of them. I I agree with you, though. I understand exactly what you're screaming because I think Malik Willis needs to be not babied, but I need he needs the Patrick Mahomes type of system where he goes with a veteran quarterback, a solid coach, and they show him the ropes and let him grow. I don't think you should toss him out there. He Yeah, he needs that, and he needs someone willing to tailor an offense around his skill set and oh, not yes. try to shoehorn him into their system, right? I, I think they need that's, an innovator. I, I you know, 100% needs, yeah. agree with that. That is something yeah. I did not say, but that is, yes. Yes, you cannot put him into any offense. He needs a special offense, you know, right. an RPO, you know, read option type of option. Yeah. Um, that being said, he's all over the place in mock drafts, you know, and, and people you talk to and teams that are talking like he is anywhere from a potential top 10 pick to a second round pick. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he is all over the place. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second, but we'll go through our questions now. Every every player that we talk about, we have a set of questions we ask just to sort of compare them. So, does this player fit the Panthers' current roster? Um, I would say yes. Yeah, we yes. need a quarterback. <laughs> so <laughs> The desperation for a quarterback, yes. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could certainly a position of need. And he's as good, you know, probably a better pick than any of the other QBs out there just for his ceiling. So, yes, I would say yes. Will this player fall to the Panthers at six? Absolutely. Yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> if they want him at six, they can they can take him at six. I I will say I do not want him at six. This is a type of player that I would like us to trade back, get more, accumulate more draft capital, and mm-hmm. or players, you know, offensive line, and then 
take later on in the draft. I don't think taking him at six would benefit this franchise with the needs that they have right now. I agree. If they are able to get him at 18, mm-hmm. you know, 15, something like that, and pick up, you know, another second, third round pick or something like that, then I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no issue taking him in the first round, but I 100% agree with you. He's not going to be picked, I don't think, in the top 10. So you can get him a little later on. So taking him at six is, is a high. Yeah, we may need to change this uh, this question. Will the Panthers, will this player fall to six? And should the Panthers take him at six or trade back to get him? Because well, I think we, yeah. yeah. Because I think, we, I think we usually talk about that. Okay, because I know we added a lot of guys that are going to be later on in the first round that we think the Panthers might mm-hmm. be able to tra- drop back and grab. And I think yeah. this would be a good player for him. Malik Willis would be. Um, would you be excited if they drafted Malik Willis? Again, yes. Um, less so if they take him at six. But even then, I'll talk myself into it. I mean, he's a, he's going to be dynamic. And if he puts it all together, he could be, you know, he could be that Lamar Jackson MVP caliber type player. Yeah, 100% agree. That's, that's what I would be very excited. I agree. I think I would be kind of, shell-shocked if they took him at six because that seems like a reach to me, but he has potential to be a stud quarterback. The problem is it's a boomer bust pick. You could yeah. set this franchise back two, three years mm-hmm. or go to the Super Bowl in two, three years, Joe Burrow. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, he's the type of guy that one of two, th- you're going to say one of two things after two or three years. How was he, how, or how did he fall to six? Mm-hmm. Or why the hell was he taken in the first round? You know, that, that's, <laughs> that's going to be the conversation two to three years from now about him. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think there's, yeah, six was about right. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to be like either Josh Allen, st- absolute stud. Yeah. Or he's going to be, or he's just going to kind of never get it. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, you I, look I at that draft that. now, uh, it's why did Josh Allen not go first overall instead of, you know, I think it was Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right. Right. So with that being said, let's look at the Meow Mix big board right now. We only have one player on it. Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama, number one on the board. We're not taking Malik Willis over No. Okay. Uh, that's, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Later no, Evan on, Neal is gonna. It's gonna be tough for anybody to knock Evan Neal off that number one spot. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of why. Also, we threw him. I wanted to put him out first, but he also won. So, yeah. right. <laughs> Twitter poll. So, yeah. Any last thoughts on Malik Willis before we go? Besides, flame on, flame off. <laughs> flame on. Uh, I'm, I like, I, I will watch Malik Willis's career with great interest. Um, I think he, he could be really, really special if he can put those few major things, but very few of them, if he can fix those, I think he could be awesome. I do too. I, I think this, I think Malik Willis could be a great quarterback. I think he could be a pro bowler, a guy that can lead mm-hmm. a team to the Super Bowl. but I also could see, him being a quarterback that 
is out of league in four or five years after failing at his first stop, goes to a backup role, doesn't do it. The only thing I feel that he has really, that I feel that he could go more the good way is his leadership ability. From everything I'm reading, and usually guys like that tend to lift other players up and take the time to really put it in himself. So, uh, with that said, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Next week, our draft profile will be on Tyler Lindebaum, center out of Iowa. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, All right, everyone. Until then, stay safe out there and keep pounding.